Welcome to the Life in the Stocks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Matt Stocks. I'm the host, and the show features unedited, in-depth, candid conversations with a wide range of musicians, actors, comedians, and creatives. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to Life in the Stocks on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and indeed all major podcast platforms. Be sure to give me a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well, at MattStocksDJ. That way you can keep up to date with all of my live Q&A dates, my DJ performances, and of course, who's coming up on the show as well. But without further ado, let's crack on with the show, shall we? Here we go. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, I'm how are you? Joel O'Keefe, good day, dude. What's going on? surviving out there i'm all right i think the day-to-day life of quarantine isn't that different to my regular routine at least in the day you know most days i'm just kind of at home working alone emailing in quarantine um it's it's at night that it gets a bit weird because i'm used to going out hitting the streets hitting the bars obviously djing and now the whole of the uk is on full lockdown mode so none of these venues are open so that's when it gets a bit weird for me. What about you? Yeah, mate, it's like a wartime thing. It's like World War Two. We just saw the news before, and they had like the unemployment lines. They're just lines and lines of people all down the street, and they showed a photo back in nineteen twenty, like exactly a hundred years ago. Same thing happened with something called a killer flu that happened in I think it was nineteen nineteen and nineteen twenty, which is very strange that it's exactly like you know 100 years ago and then we're doing the same thing now so it's just it's pretty fucked they just every day you wake up and there's a new a new set of rules to follow so you you can't really keep up with it uh but at the moment we're just yeah everyone's locked inside their house you're obviously in australia um what is the the timeline of events there are you ever so slightly behind Europe in terms of the number of cases and then the procedures and the steps or are you ahead? What's what's oh. been going on down there? Well, I think we're just uh, we're uh, I don't know where I'm not sure where we're at. We're definitely not at Italy's levels. Yeah. Of um, full, you know, that's full on there. We're but we're I mean, I saw some footage the other day though, but people singing Black Sabbath off the balconies. That was pretty cool. Um, I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I was chatting to Benji from Skindred about that yesterday. Generals gathered in their masses. Yeah, it was awesome. The, the, oh, the, the bittersweet the thing about that for me, though, was it just reminded me of being on tour because I just wrapped up that tour yeah. with Zach Sabbath. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's good. It's important. You know, we've got to keep doing that kind of stuff. You yeah. Know, as opposed to just sitting around and watching the numbers go up and up and up and up and up. It's like... You got to think of it. I think you have to think of it as war. And in World War Two, there was a there was an asshole called Hitler, and he was putting the numbers up. He was like the virus, you know what I mean? And we had to kill him. And that was kind of like countries came together. That was the Allies, and said enough's enough. You one bald bastard. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> kind of like this is what this is like. And so we're all going to do our bit. Like they, we had rations back then, you know, they had tea rations so they could send more food to the troops over fighting the war so we're all going to just do our bit and you know 
guitars will ring, amplifiers will crank uh, soon. But right now, I mean, you can do it in your house with just yourself as your one audience. So, you know, that's kind of it for now. And then, you know, just doing whatever you can to make sure that you don't make someone sick or whatever. I don't know. I mean, you just got to fucking, you know, get Uber Eats and just... Get drunk like else to do. <laughs> I was chatting to my mate the other day. I was like, it feels like I've been training my whole life for something like this. Um, and it yeah. is exactly that, isn't it? It's like it's wartime. You've just got to batten down the hatches and almost look at it whilst behaving responsibly, of course, look at it like a game and think like, how, yeah. how can I get through this in a way that's going to keep me sane? That's going to keep me entertained. And, and that's exactly it. It's like, right. Okay. This is a game. This is a series of, challenges and levels and hurdles that i just have to get through and around and over and keep it exciting and keep it fresh and for me keep doing stuff like this i figured if it's going to be lockdown then let's get soundtrack apocalypse my old radio show back hell yeah and start chatting about the situation at various points all over the world but also people's favorite songs for these kind of scenarios so joe what we're going to do now we're going to break for the first of your five end of okay. days tracks uh, i'm just going to spoil it for everybody <laughs> at the start and say unsurprisingly every single one of the five is by one band um i fucking love you for this dude <laughs> when you sent the list over i was like of course it is <laughs> uh, I, didn't even, I didn't even have to write the band's name there <laughs> no, like, there's oh. no mention of the band's name <laughs> and in keeping with tradition as well you've gone with all these obscure live versions um yeah to give people, I guess, an introduction to perhaps different versions of familiar favourites. So the thir- the first one we're going to do, an absolute monster, Thunderstruck, but we're going to do the version which is their live at Donington rendition. Yeah? That, yeah, that's it. We're doing ACDC to the end of the earth. And, and the thing is, it's this is a, this is a monster of a gig, uh, monster version of the song, and it's just a great way to kick it off. Like, if you, we're all going down, you know, it's like... Let's bloody um, let's go for it with Thunderstruck and let's like have fun. Like if we're going, we're going out in style, you know. So it, nothing makes you want to, you know, rock out more than I reckon, uh, you know, ACDC live at Donington, where it's just fully all all systems go, all all systems go, and it's just if that's the way it's going, I don't want to sort of half measure this <laughs> and sort of dra- like drag out the, the the end of the earth. I want to just fucking if we're going to go all at once, let's just blow it up, like go. <laughs>
So, dude, um, let's backtrack a minute. Before this whole situation came into play, you were out on the road with one of my all-time heroes, one of the all-time greats, um, Alice Cooper. You've just been touring around Australia with him. Not only have you been touring with him, um, but every night, I guess, School's Out has been the song. You were getting up and jamming with the band and joining Alice Cooper's group every night. I did a few times, yeah. We, um, he, uh... He's the most awesome dude, like, like, like he just really is. Like, he's like, I think he's like 71, 72, and he's so accommodating. He took he took us all out for dinner, you know, like, he just would check in and say, how are you guys doing? And, like, cracking jokes here and there, and his whole band along with him are just as awesome, and his crew as well, they're just as great. So it was really, it was really great for us, because we haven't been able to tour Australia for like this for a long long time and since like big day out and those kind of things so we got to see australia our, you know our home country for the first time where you know we're always in europe we're always in the uk you know that's probably we're probably you're not gonna die are you? no no i'm good i'm good oh no it's the first sign it's the first sign <laughs> it's the first sign. i'm gonna call the ambulance do you know what it I is for me mate it's, it's my smoker's cough Everywhere I go, I'm like, <clears throat> and oh god, he's dying. I'm like, yeah, maybe I am, but uh, not of the corona. <laughs> yeah. What you should do is go down to like one of those sort of like you know, uh, like Lamborghini or Ferrari shops and just go in there and sit on the in the car and just start coughing every go. Oh, look, the car's contaminated now. Fifty bucks, fifty pounds, fifty quid for a, for a Ferrari that's contaminated. Take it and get out of here, kid. Sorry, Joel, I interrupted you there. What are you yeah. saying? Alice Cooper and his crew, coolest people. You get to see all your you know your country, which you haven't seen in years. Yeah. And it was just a good ride, was it? Good shows, good it was, crowds. It, it, yeah, great crowds. It was, it was, it was just really good because we're so used to doing Europe that we've, you know, haven't had the chance to, you know, go tour Australia and, you know, and have a rider that has VB and Carlton Draft, our Aussie beers on there, and do little things like that that were great. I love but it. It was, I don't know, like uh, the crowds were really, really rocking, and we got them fired up, and then Alice came out and he and he absolutely slayed them, and then you know at some point yeah he just said hey you know jump up we'll do schools out, so I nervously learnt it. I watched a version of. Um, I was like, well, what is it? It's like this 10, 15-minute version. I couldn't find it online anywhere, like on Spotify or anything like that. But I found a version with Lizzie Hale doing it with him. And then I, so I watched that over and over again and just learnt from that of what was going to happen. Because they do, they jam, they jam uh, another brick in the wall. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah, yeah. Song too. Yeah. So I had to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to mess it up. You know, it's Alice Cooper. It's like, if I mess up on this stage, he's just going to put my head in a guillotine or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, it's, <laughs> and I mega respect for the guy too. So I just didn't want to play one note wrong or sing something that was the wrong, you know, um, lyric or wrong key. And he, he was, um, he was like, really like, God, get up there, go. You know, I was like, oh shit, you know. So it was pretty nerve wracking. It's one of the most nervous times I think I've been in my life was doing that. Isn't it good though when you're X amount of years into the career, right? And you haven't been nervous about something in a while because for whatever reason, you're just confident in your skill set. You know, you're used to the groove and the swing and it's been a while since you've been really taken out of like your comfort zone. And then when something like that comes along, it's like right back to that first big, huge moment when you were terrified all over again. And it can be quite, I think, exhilarating to go back to that, can't it? Oh, it was absolutely, and then you know, once you like, once the nerves are taken over, and you know, and you're on the finally on the stage, and you're going for it, it does seem to not settle, but it, it seems like you got the train back on the tracks, kind of thing. And then you know, after it, when you come off, it's, it's sort of like you know, shaking. The shaking's kind of left a bit, but you're still kind of a bit sort of nervous and like, Phew, it's a relief. But it was kind of like you know when you go on a roller coaster maybe for the first time and you like think you're gonna probably die or something fly out of the thing or the loop's gonna break or something and it's just it's exhilarating and you just can't get out of it you just got to stay on this roller coaster like I can't just walk off the stage you know <laughs> <If> I, <laughs> yeah I yeah don't yeah know, don't know what the next note is or something so but once you get it done it really is a great feeling it's like just it was like. Oh man, it was like you know a buzz you get from you know having a few having a few beers or something. It was it was really great, and then you know he got me to do it again, and it was the same sort of thing, and uh, it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. And as you say, he is literally the nicest man. He is so sweet, he really so is. cool. He, he, yeah, he ain't no Mister Nice Guy. Well, I'm not sure because he's, he's pretty. <laughs> he's pretty. Well, he's definitely a cool guy. I want to that. He's definitely a cool one of the coolest guys ever. He was my first ever face to face interview. 
Really? Yeah, and he was just so accommodating and welcoming and made me feel so at ease. And yeah. he really kind of set the bar. I was like, wow, that's how legends should carry themselves and conduct themselves. Yeah, that's that's great. That that would have been uh, that would have been awesome. Your first interview, wow! You must have been nervous for that. I was, mate. I was absolutely bricking it. <laughs> but like I said, within a minute, I felt completely at ease because he just he has that vibe about him where you just feel yeah. calm. You don't feel starstruck, even though he is probably the biggest star in in the rock and roll world because he kind of transcends rock, doesn't he? Like he's he one. Does. He's one of those figures, you know, even your gran who might not know any rock band ever will know Alice Cooper. And exactly. he is like, you know, he's kind of like a household name in that sense, but he's just so down to earth and humble and cool with his fame. It, absolutely. And it's, it's mind blowing how he's, he's like that. You know, a, a guy that pretty much invented an entire genre of rock and roll, shock rock or whatever you want to call it, and the bands that came from that. Like, you may as well say that, you know, the bands like Motley Crue and the bands that came after that during that 80s period. Completely, and yeah. Kiss. You know, like, it's just got that sort of, yeah, like, it's almost that glammy thing, but not that. Like, it's like it's different. But I think he, and his re- rebellious attitude that he had, like, I'm 18, you know, that's just, it's legendary. Like, even... We watched him play this. He did like a four-song set here in Australia uh, on the tour for the bushfires. And they had like, I was like 100,000 people there in this huge stadium in Sydney. And, you know, there was a few sort of pop acts and stuff. And they were a bit, to be honest, they were pretty, you know, they were pretty soft. And compared to him, and he just comes out and it was like, it was like a superstar just walked into the into the, into this stadium. And there's, you know, kind of hadn't been until... Alice Cooper comes on stage and then it's like, holy fuck, here we go. And then he, I was there and I, was the, I watched the whole stadium go from sort of paying a bit of attention to the acts, you know, more attention to the bar, and then out comes Cooper. And it was like, fuck, you know. And he really does this thing. When I'm 18, watching 18-year-old kids actually sing that with him is pretty cool. And then, you know, um, he uh, again, it's like it's like afterwards, you know, he's just, he's just chilled, you know. Like, man, he's just, he really has that magic about him. Watch an 18-year-old sing I'm 18 in 2020. That's a beautiful thing right there. Um, dude, you mentioned the, yeah. the Australian fires. I'd like to come back and talk to you about those in a minute. Uh, but let's break for your second song on your soundtrack to the sure. end of the world. And it is another live rendition of your favorite band in the world, ACDC. This is off the If You Want Blood, You've Got It album. Um, and this is Hell Ain't a Bad Place to Be. Yeah, we're doing Act Beginning.
It seems to have been a pretty rough start to, you know, the new decade in Australia. Obviously now coronavirus, but just before that, we had these huge devastating fires which wiped out so much wildlife and homes. Um, How has Australia been recovering from that in the wake of all of this virus lockdown pressure as well? Um, To be honest, I don't think Australia's recovered at all from the bushfires. It's, uh, I mean, I haven't... I haven't read one piece of news or spoken to anyone that is out in those regions that's like, yeah, life's fantastic. Like, they've still, like, the whole towns are still decimated. Uh, I, I can't remember how many animals it was. It was like a, maybe two million animals or a billion. I know it was like a two billion animals had died. So, like, this is a thing that's happened that's, that's going to take decades to heal. And this coronavirus thing that's just been thrown into the mix. You know, those people out there that have already had their business burnt down, now they can't even rebuild their business because tra- you know, certain trades aren't going to be trading, so they can't even get the materials or the workforce to rebuild burnt-out you know, uh, businesses or homes. Uh, it's pretty bad. Like, and then I don't know how, at the point, it's, I don't know how much more Australia can take. I mean, Australia can take a bit, but, yeah, you know, uh, if there's another... If, some, if we don't get this shit under control with, with this corona thing, if we don't get that sorted, then, you know, Australia's not going to... It's going to be pretty fucked. I mean, it's probably the only honest way to, to put it. I mean, Qantas isn't flying, you know, all our airlines. There's no flying. We're on an island in the middle of the ocean with everyone's got the cop like this, you know, thing, this cold, uh, corona thing, and we've just had fires. So Yeah, nothing's coming in, nothing's it, going out. Nothing can happen yeah. as normal, like industries on lockdown. No, yeah, so, you know, bands aren't, obviously, as we're everywhere else, bands aren't touring, pubs are shut, uh, no one's out really, no one's out having fun, you know, no one out, no one's out living it up, you know, no one's out having a good time. It's all sort of, we've only been in our lockdown for a week, but you can already sense that it's just going to get pretty, because we're heading into our winter. Right. So it's going to be the long, dark winter of just, you know, uh, getting the pen, getting the guitars, and writing, writing rock and roll songs for us is what we're going to be doing. By the sounds of it, we're just going to go in full writing mode and just, you know, we've got to rock. No matter which way uh, you cut it, the, the world throws everything at you. If, if you if you have that need to rock, to basically live, for you know, to simplify that, which is what we have, we have to rock because that's if we don't rock, I don't say, I don't have a purpose on the planet as it is. I wouldn't want to be here. So um, unless my guitar gets sick or burns, I'll be fine. <laughs> so protect that at all costs. Yeah, is is the lesson there? And you had some shows coming up in America, right? Have they all had to have been postponed? We had a tour. Yeah, we had a tour in the US, and uh, that's postponed at the moment. And I don't know what's going to happen. Do you know? They're already saying that a lot of the venues that. Um, that we were playing at, you know, they, all the other bands that have booked shows here have all had to cancel too, and that some venues might not even survive if this, it's all, it's all a time thing. So if we just keep, keep it going and these, these sort of, you know, lockdown measures and everything in, in place, people won't survive. So it's, you have to look at it like that. So it's, it's a deadly disease. Uh, but, um, you're also allowing a side effect of it to literally kill industries and kill parts of this planet for good. 
Yeah. Uh, so Venues, bars, yeah. restaurants, independent it's, it's shops. 100%. It's knee-jerk managed. And I think cooler heads need to get on there and prevail and maybe, you know, stop attacking each other and then figure out a way to actually manage this problem instead of just saying shut everything but Uber Eats and... Uh, and still um, go to the park, know. yeah. Yeah, it's like go don't to go to the pub, but you can go take the kids down the park and go play there. And it's like what or what? What's the difference? Like it, in the, the UK for a while, they shut down the pubs but kept schools open. And it's like what? That's completely contradictory. Yeah, it is. It's that's what I mean. It's the cooler heads are not managing this, and I think that's what we just need to. Someone needs to get elected to really deal with it, like a full world crisis manager, dude. I think you know. Maybe someone like Bruce Willis could get in there and get real. Like an elite team. Sort of, get Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like Jurassic Park, yeah. <laughs> an elite team, you know, like just make it right. Let's break for another track, my friends. Uh, this is a studio okay. version. This is just a very simple, straightforward album track. <laughs> uh, this, this, is, is, this is the only album track that we've got because there's no live version of it. Oh, right. Is that why? There's no live version yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but it had to be in there. What's what's the deal with this song? Why is this song one of your favourites, Joel? Well, Big Gun is a is a is a is um is one of the most underrated, unknown tracks from ACDC. I mean, every ACDC nut like me out there knows this song, um, but anyone who doesn't, yeah, you know, know this song. This is a great one that you would have missed because it was never on an album. It was only on a soundtrack from uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's. Uh, what was it? What was it called? Last Action, Last Action Hero. Hero. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That had that great yeah. Megadeth song on the soundtrack as well, didn't it? Um, yeah. What? Um, Hello again? Is that the name of it? Yeah. Or Angry again? Yeah. Angry again? Yeah. There's a, there's a, there is a soundtrack, a big soundtrack. Uh, a big soundtrack, and Big Gun is taken the, from said big soundtrack. Big soundtrack, big gun, big band, <laughs> big problems in the world, all fixed with rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs>
you were chatting a moment ago about now is the time more than ever um, to be in the studio writing, releasing, expressing, providing a welcome distraction. Um, is that something that has started? Are you in the process of creating as we speak or is that something you're well, just going to be looking ahead to be doing in the coming weeks? riff and never stop writing anyway but yeah. you know at this point we were, we were gearing up to go to the US so we were gearing up to start you know rehearsing the set for that and then rehearsing for, for festivals in Europe as well and, and that whole thing and so at the moment it's it's so, it's such an unknown thing that we, we can't just sit around and twiddle our thumbs we're not those kind of people so we it's like well you know they're saying they're locking everyone inside well you know it's the same as being in a studio when you go and record a record you never leave um, you eat in the studio, and most nights you sleep in the studio. You stay there, so it's 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 kind of like a forced um, instead of a lockdown, it's more of a rockdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I mean, it's inspiring. It's inspiring uh, whenever you pick up a guitar. Uh, at, anyway, so it's it's inspiring for us to, to do to, to, to most likely if, we, if this is what we're doing. We're going to be all about it, you know, and it's it's going to be what we're going to do and we'll get in there and get rocking. Whether we record a whole album, I don't know. Like, everything's so unknown that whether we record, I don't know. We don't even know what we're doing. But at the moment, we got to rock. We So, you know, that's what we want to do. So we can't rock in front of people. We'll, we'll you know, we'll rock in a room. <laughs> in front of each other. So you're <laughs> obviously on, each other. You're on lockdown yeah. with your Mrs. Claire and uh, your dog, Rosaline. Um, yeah. What's Ryan Rosaline, doing? Yeah. Is is he just on lockdown on his own, like me, uh, solo style? Well, I think he's I think he's solo style, but I, I I'm I think he's got like mates as well that are also in, in similar lockdown vibes. So um, I was going to go see him tomorrow anyway because we're like I think I don't know what the law is. I think families are allowed to see each other, so we're going to be we're going to be catching up anyway. So it's um yeah i mean i don't know you'd have to, we'd have to ask him i mean normally you know he'd probably be here i'd be there anyway so then i'd be able to just put him on the phone but yeah what have you been doing to counteract the boredom dude apart from just riffing out and listening to music what else has been on the yeah. daily activity list to stay sane and, and healthy well, and happy well i think the, i think part of it is you've got to keep some sort of routine together because if you don't um, you're gonna go stir crazy sitting in four walls. Yeah, it's like if not, you go from daytime pajamas yeah. to nighttime pajamas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you, you will go, you will go insane. But sometimes that kind of environment is good for writing when you just, you just, you know, go off the grid. Yeah. Um, but it can also have its, you know, it also have its, its side effects uh, that can not be good, like not seeing sunlight, you know, and just, you know, be, it, it can, it can end up not good if you're not doing it. For, for a reason so that's why I think if you have a reason and a routine to, to get you up in the mornings and get up and, and do something with your day even if it doesn't if, here's what it is just if you've got to achieve something each day I think that helps um, if you're if you're a guitar player or a drummer just you know just rock out for a bit do your thing but or whatever you know like in your case if you do a, I reckon if you do a podcast every day you'll you'll be feeling you'll be feeling good about it whereas if if flip it over to if you weren't doing that you got to you know you you I, I don't think it's it's good to just sit around and do nothing because it's absolutely yeah yeah just you because know. you can't do it you know what you would regularly do it's time to think outside the box and do something which you can do with the tools that you have and the tools that you have and exactly that and like we've got you know a lot of people that are working from home at the moment so their boss isn't there. So you can have a, have a beer or a whiskey or a wine or something while you work. No one's really going to know. <laughs> and the other thing is you can also do is, I mean, like we've got so much advanced uh, uh, like video conferencing stuff, which I was telling you about, like how you can we can just, you know, we can still get online and talk to each other where they didn't have that, you know, back 100 years ago or 50 years ago or you know even maybe 20 years ago i don't know if they had the capabilities that they had today of communication that we now have so it really isn't as as bad as what our other generations have faced before us because if you do start comparing what it was like to be in world war ii under the threat of real invasion and real mass death by bombs and invasions and and prisons and prison camps and and evil like in and that scale and then sending your, you know, sending your, your your sons and your daughters off to war, and then not coming back, 
we're not facing that. This is a different thing. So I think we need to get a bit more of a stiff upper lip on it. There's no tracks from that. <laughs> there's no satellite I mean, blues. Livid. Yeah, there's no satellite <laughs> blues. I, I mean it in a way, but I think we've got to get a bit harder. I know what you mean, mate. Well, there was this interesting um, meme doing the rounds and it said, you know, our ancestors went off to war to fight, to die for our freedom. All we've got to do is stay at home on the couch, so don't fuck it up. Yeah, with Netflix, you know. Exactly. You've got YouTube, you've got Spotify, you've got every song, film, clip you could ever want to see. So it really isn't that hard, is it? It it, it isn't that hard. No, and the other thing too, in World War Two, you know what they didn't fucking have? They didn't fucking have rock and roll. They didn't have ACDC. So yeah. there's plenty of there's plenty of great bands out there. You have all the access to Spotify and you know iTunes in the world. It's 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 called the internet. You know, it's not that hard to figure out. And you know, even those bands really, well, especially rock and roll bands, don't really make any any coin to support them off. You know, Spotify's and, and iTunes and stuff. You can still get on there and you can fucking rock. Um, and you know, and that's kind of we have we have, and then all the entire movie catalog from Hollywood is available at your fingertips. It's really not that bad. You just got to figure out, you know, how to eat. That's the thing that I think. Uh, and, and then of course wipe your ass because. <laughs> I thought about cutting up the carpet. I thought like we could cut squares out of the carpet. Um, you know. Well, the curtains, like the blinds. <laughs> I was like, oh, what metal shirts do I don't want anymore? Yeah, oh, that's it. That up, you know? Toilet paper. You know? Who needs it? I've got 50 band shirts I never wear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's break for another yeah. song, Joel. Uh, this is the second to last one on your list. Another live rendition. Okay. This is from uh, Glasgow, the Apollo Theatre, recorded in 1978. Um, yeah. This is a Bon Scott track. This is Dog Eat Dog. It's a dog-eat-dog world out there, it really is, and uh, good luck.
Right, Joel, we're coming back in for the last song in a moment's time. Before I let you go, I wanted to say a big thank you for, I guess, giving me the impetus and the incentive to revive this old radio show. You messaged me and you were like, dude, there's going to be people, entertainers, comedians, musicians all over the world at the moment sat at home, twiddling their thumbs with not a lot to do. So, um, you know, you should reach out and just start doing some, like, lockdown-themed podcast shows and because i used to do this exact radio show about five years ago i was like oh soundtrack apocalypse the format's already there it's too perfect and after like after a little bit of a kind of head scratching few days of me thinking not what am i gonna do because i'm i'm pretty good at filling time but how am i gonna survive and make money so the goal the hope with this is that i drive people over to my patreon page and they sign up for a dollar a month and and listen to the shows each day on there. So hopefully, if these go well, I can, uh, you know, get some food and some toilet paper and uh, make it through the next couple of months. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Like, and the thing is, you, you do, you know, a lot of people out there now. Like, you've had a big career doing this, so you you got a catalogue of people, the artists, uh, yeah, like you said, comedians, musicians uh, that you could really draw from. And the thing is, they really are just sitting at home on their ass, locked inside their houses in this crazy new world that we're living in so and if you don't talk to someone each day it's going to get a bit you know it's you know they're going to want to talk so i reckon everyone yeah we're all we're all out here you know um wanting to talk to someone or just and then of course get on your get on have a listen to what what someone else is saying that's it um, isn't it is realize that we're all in the same boat right now i think the good thing about this situation is it does away with class divide and yeah. it's, it, I think it really is bringing the world together in a way that we've needed for some time. It could even be a dent in the belly of capitalism as well. Maybe that's just yeah. the, the dreamer in me. But I do feel like the world needs to slow down and, you know, stop destroying and pillaging and just kind of having that hunger for more, 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 more. Hopefully this will kind of rein us in a bit and make us realize what we do have, make us grateful, appreciative and maybe hit the reset button in a way that we've needed to do for quite a while. If, I we, right. if we can dream. Yeah, I think you're right because a lot of what's coming out now too is is, is what I'm seeing is a, a lot of, because, like, you know, a lot of music, uh, musicians and that, are, that I know through um, just from seeing around the world, they're all making posts uh, saying, wow, I'm, I'm really shocked at how, like selfish this society is that we live in and just the IQ level of the, some of these fucking people on this planet that are actually so selfish and evil to their fellow man that they're only about themselves. So I think it's highlighting that and I think that's something that's been not highlighted and I think one good thing that will come from this is that exactly like you said, the over-the-top over, over the top selfishness that is being allowed to happen is then, you know, by the world looks at it of the collective which all rock and roll fans are great people so, so and all rock and rollers they're always you know they're the only crowds in the world that pick each other up in the circle pit um like they just they look after each other and they're seeing this happen and i think you're right it needs to reset all that because you know the, the earth is like you have to think of the earth as a living thing because it basically is like a big fucking plant it's a living thing and Humans are basically kind of like a cancer that are killing it, or, or there's a large number of them that is. So I think in this, what we're in, I think this is the world doing what its reset cycle is, which is unfortunate in the, in the way that it happens. But there's a lot of fucking people on this planet that really, uh, what we're seeing, it's proof, you know, that they're inside deeply evil and deeply selfish, and we're just all sitting here watching waiting to get back so we can get on the stage and rock again and give people a good fucking time again yeah we're going to emerge a different species i hope and the world's going to actually be a different place once we get back to normal quote unquote it won't be the same normal and i for one am excited about the uh the new chapter in human history that we're hopefully going to enter at the end of this madness but until then we we bunker down we lock it down, we turn it up, and uh, we, we keep on rocking, right, Joel? That's all we got to do. We're just going to keep on rocking, and I think we're going to see some, you know, I think people are going to get, you know, online where they can, and we might even have, you know, a lot of people getting together on some sort of mega online rock fest, which is probably <laughs> going to happen, so that, you know, that'll be fun. Dare I say it, really- dude, what's your hopes, dreams, expectations for summer festival season? 
wanted to go ahead. I hope we can, you know, come up with a mega miracle cure vaccine or something or some way that it works out. I want to rock. Because you've got rock. a hell of a lot of festivals booked in, right? Yeah. So it's, it's uh, that, you know, that everyone's sitting around waiting. And, you know, just for the people that are going to the gigs too, you know, like if everything gets pushed to, the, you know, postponed or pushed back, the one thing that will come out of this and it will be really it will be really obvious when it happens. As soon as the first, you know, shows are announced back from all the all the bands that have been, you know, held off and the big festivals, when they finally say it's okay to rock again, the crowds that go to those gigs will be full-on ecstatic. <laughs> the bands yeah. that will play those gigs will be like... They'll be rabid. ...let out of a cage. Yeah, it will be off, off its... It will absolutely off its head. <laughs> and I think um, it will be... You know, all drugs, all booze, all just, let's just go. Like, we're going to make it like, I think people will be so excited to rock that it will be one of the greatest years of, of touring ever in the history of rock and roll. I think when, because we've all been held back. Like, yeah, if you yeah. take a dog and, you know, a dog, you know, that just wants to eat that chicken, you know, yeah. and it, it can't get to it, can't get to it, it's going to, eventually when it does, you know, I think that's what it's going to be like. Well, not only held back, but also you're now, as if you weren't already, but I think all entertainers now are going to be tuned in and alert to how grateful they are to get to do what they do for a living and how privileged they are and how amazing it is to be able to do that. And sometimes, you know, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. The famous phrase, people, I think you have to tour so much just to make a living, sometimes perhaps lose that excitement and that appreciation because it becomes routine it's true yeah definitely 100 percent. And, and also you know like going to shows even though you know, we, we you know we, we tour around the world quite a bit and we play a lot of rock and roll gigs i still love going to rock and roll gigs and I always find the time to go when i can and um and when when you sort of stop going to rock and roll gigs and think, oh, I know, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll see Alice Cooper next time or something like that, and that's what, you know, that's the kind of mentality. And then, you know, you keep putting off seeing someone like him come out and do it, you know, then this is, you know, it's going to be a very a huge wake-up call to say, well, you might have missed some of the greatest bands in the world because you were a bit too lazy. Yeah. So you got to get out and you got to rock because it's, it's not a commodity that's like, uh, fuel or uh, you know oil or petrol uh, it's rock and roll is is a is a rare it's still a rare thing and it's um you know when it's taken away it's it's gone like it's it's not you know it's it's gone like it's literally like one one in one day you know they just it's no one can rock so <laughs> we're all sitting here are you doing arts and crafts Joel <laughs> uh, no I'm uh, <laughs> it sounds I'm, like you're I'm, like chopping up bits of paper no, I'm uh, yeah, origami, I think, or something. <laughs> I, no, I'm just um, I got a pen. It's a, it's, a, it's this pen from a, a police officer in um, in Poland. Um, and I don't know how I got that, but it's just a pen that I got from a cop in Poland, and uh, I was just messing around with that. That's what I was doing. Writing, <laughs> just writing some words. Yeah, no, just clicking it. Just, <laughs> just clicking it's it. It's kind of like, you know, you know in GoldenEye when the dude clicks the pen and he flicks it around and he clicks it again and then because there's a bomb in there. Yeah. Just nervously clicking his pen. <laughs> got to get outside, man. Got to get outside, man. Yeah, got to get outside, man. I got to rock, man. Dude, well, we're going to rock now. This is your final track of five. Joel, um, what a pleasure catching up with you, mate. Thanks so much for taking the time out to do this. No, no worries, mate. Always a pleasure. And uh, I hope you um, have lots of good chats in the future with lots of other sort of stir-crazy musicians and rockers out there that just want to just tear the walls down of their own own house and get out and rock. Um, But, um, and uh, yeah, I hope this goes really well. I'm sure you've got plenty of time to perfect it. (laughs) That's it. Every day will get better and better. This was a rocker, though. This is episode one, mate. This is going up today. Okay, great. Um, and what we're going to play out with, let the good people of the world know which live rendition of your favourite band and what track it is. <laughs> well, this is the la- this is from the last recorded Bon Scott concert, and this is uh, this is shot down in flames live in Paris from the Let There Be Rock, the famous Let There Be Rock film, and it's one of the greatest films, uh, ACC films of all time, and it's a it's one of those documentary slash live gig films. 
if you don't know the band, if you don't know the band, then you're you're clearly an idiot. <laughs> if you've never, if you if you haven't, um, if you haven't, you know, if you if you got nothing to do, which is literally this time of, of year uh, for everybody on the planet, go watch this film. It's inspiring. You learn a lot, and you can see a time when there were no mobile phones, no internet, nothing uh, like that. And uh, it's a great gig. And Bon Scott, the greatest rock and roll singers of all time. Uh, is 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 it's a you know he's um he's a magician in in what he does. I don't know how he does it and how he did it, but he did it. And in this track, he nailed it. Shot down in flames. Let's all go out in uh, one big ball of flames. There's something else. It's called shot down in flames. 